Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Soulbox Radio presents Evolve with your host Robin White Turtle Disney. Hi, welcome to the show. This is Robin White Turtle Disney, and the show is Evolve. Today, my uh, special guest is Michelle Bradshaw-Conti, and she's been working with clients transforming their lives for the past 20 years. Uh, She's completed a degree in psychological services at USF, and she has created the Life Guides Transformational Program, which provides tools and technology to create profound and permanent change in people. Supporting you through private one-on-one sessions, workshops, and clashes, she's able to work uh, with you in person or over the internet and by phone. Um, Her experiences as a spiritual teacher, intuitive guide, and yoga teacher, and energy wellness expert have brought her to this conversation because we're talking today about the divine, masculine, and feminine. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you, Robin. It's nice to be here, and thank you for my lovely introduction. Yeah. Well, we have had a lunch prior to this conversation (laughs) where we began to discuss and kind of unfold the topic because it's such a big topic, divine, masculine, Mm -hmm. feminine. And what we really feel and experience in our relationships and also in the world with our clients, and this is something we talked about, is an emergence of kind of the demand of this divine masculine feminine. Wouldn't you agree? I do. I feel like we're entering in a time that's ripe for a paradigm shift around what true relating and true relationships between men and women actually are. I feel you know, a sense of purpose and a Mm. sense of divine timing in Mm. being born in this time and being mature in this time to be able to participate in this opportunity Mm -hmm. where we can support ourselves and others in truly expanding into the wisdom of who we truly are as divine beings and find a way to truly balance that mature masculine principle internally within us and the mature feminine principle internally within us and then externally within our relationships Mm -hmm. i feel like we're ready i feel like we're supported i feel like the planets are sending the energies that can support us in having this shift happening well and i think that Let's look. Let's step back a little, and we're not talking about male female necessarily. We're talking necessarily. We're talking about a broader thing, that is about the forces of the universe that really mm-hmm. exist. Mm-hmm. I know from my experience uh, with studying Angelus Arian's work, who's you know taught at CIIS and other people. She researched the like. What are the primary forces in the universe? What are the primary functions in different religions that seem to play out over and over again? And they are masculine, feminine, and integrative, which is the love principle. Mm. And I think we're at a time now where people have evolved enough where we can actually choose the love over our fear, which would be mm. choosing the divine over the the human Mm. and also embodying that Mm. in our human forms Mm. which is really what we're talking about and that's really where the skill is yeah and i feel like all of my work has prepared me to support others in creating that physical container Mm -hmm. to be strong enough for this energetic expansion from the yogic point of view the shiva masculine consciousness comes down through the crown chakra and enters through the body and the shakti female energy rises up from the root up towards the crown and they merge and marry in the center of the body through the chakra system Mm -hmm. and so i feel like everything that i've learned on my windy road towards the creation of my tools and the experience of working with my clients is all about this Mm -hmm. it's all about how do we physically create the strongest possible container 
to have more energy flow through us at a higher frequency mm-hmm. so that we can really realize our highest potential. Mm-hmm. And I, I, as I said, I have a strong sense that now is the time. And one of the clues for me that now is the time and it's a divine process is because I didn't plan it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sitting at home having a plan that this was the work that I was going to do this year. In fact, I had a whole other plan of what the work was that I was going to do this year. But I can feel when I'm in conversation with my clients and when we're in conversation that this is the edge of growth that we're up to because I can feel it in my physical body. I go a little bit trancy, a little bit lightheaded, which is always a clue for me that I'm on a spiritual edge of growth that's ready. Mm-hmm. to really be stepped into and really be embraced. So mm-hmm. it's unexpected and it's exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting because what it means is that the patriarchy is really dying its dragon's death, which needs to happen. And what's emerging out of that, and, and I want to say that you know the patriarchy has got us to this point, but it's really cannot contain the strong necessary feminine energy that is erupting right now. I mean, you know, you cannot suppress the feminine and keep it in a box that says, well, this is what a woman is. She's a homemaker. She has kids and that's it. You know, like that just isn't going to go in 2017. It certainly hasn't fit me for my whole life, I don't think. But now we are really at a point where we can say, what do you love? How can I support what you love? Who are we together? Who are we separate? And we're really doing, like we said today, a, a dance between the masculine and feminine in each of us coming together with that love in the middle. You know, how do we, how do we um, move forward with that masculine-feminine dance of... in fully expressed in both people. That's that's what I think is so exciting right now. You know, I think that that there can be a lot of confusion around what is the masculine principle and what is the feminine principle and my understanding of what it is internally the masculine principle is that part of us that can have desire and take action and implement plans and make things happen and go out in the world and create what it is that we want. And the divine feminine principle is that part of us that is magnetic and attractive and surrendered and can bring to us what it is that we're seeking. And I think that when both principles are balanced within the system, we're having a negotiation between this is what I desire and this is what I want and this is the space that I can allow for something that is beyond my own imagination or my own ability to think about. I'm creating the space for that magic to happen when both of those elements come together. Mm-hmm. So there's the practical application of those things, mm-hmm. and there's the energetic application of those things. And for me, I feel like the understanding is how inside the body inside the physical body, what can we do to create the space to support those energies balancing together in Mm -hmm. a really, really successful way. And what I've learned through the work that I've done is that it all starts with really a purification process of removing whatever it is that obstructs Mm -hmm. the highest possibility of that, all those lower emotions, fear, anger, agitation, anxiety, grief, all of those energies that slow down. Yeah, frustration. Yeah, Yeah. slow down that coming together and and how can they be met Mm -hmm. in a way that's truly listening, Mm -hmm. honoring, Mm -hmm. integrating and transmuting those energies into their opposite positive possibility. Well, and what it requires is for us to be self-reflective and witness those emotions. So it's requiring that we have a very strong witness aspect of our being that can recognize what's coming up and how we can 
shift in how we can um, abs- surround that fearful aspect or that fear or the angry aspect or whatever. We can surround it in love and keep choosing the love. Yes. Keep choosing the love over the fear. That to me is divine feminine masculine. You know, yes, in my in my practices, I I teach that transmutation happens through awareness, mm-hmm. breath, and compassion. Mm-hmm. You know, not sort of a nebulous idea of compassion and and what what does that mean anyway? To bring mm-hmm. compassion to it, it makes sense to me. It makes sense to you. It might make sense to each individual in their own way. Mm-hmm. What it may mean, and I feel like it's really about a frequency allowing the energetic frequency to rise up into that emotional state mm-hmm. of love and compassion. And that can be accessed quite easily simply by visualizing someone or something that you love and having a memory of what that love feels like, bathe and soak all of your cells. You're then creating a container internally that is vibrating at a frequency of love. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be more complicated than that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it does need to be that Mm -hmm, you know it's mm -hmm. not it's not a heady intellectual thing it's a feeling well that's that's the thing as we embody this it's not like we're embodying concepts or constructs right Right. we're actually embodying the energies that are already there already Mm -hmm. present Mm -hmm. we are the universe we are those masculine feminine principles and we are the integrative which is the love Mm -hmm. and and i know when i work with clients using heart path um which is you know my my version of your life guides you know (laughs) that um the heart path process gives us an opportunity to witness the parts that are scared Mm. um the children in ourselves that you know jump to fear anger in order to protect themselves or um, you know, the teenager who's insecure and not feeling good about themselves and their bodies or whatever. You know, like, so all those aspects are in us. And as we transform them with surrounding them with love and compassion, as you're saying, and breathing into the fact that that was then, this is now, and we have a new opportunity to transform that part, um, that is the... That is the transformational work yes. that we all, every single person on this planet is here to do, yes. whether they're aware of it or not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and those of us that are aware of it and are really wanting to help the evolution through mm. embodying it in ourselves mm. are gi- are being given the opportunity to expand mm-hmm. um, this while it's coming in for everyone else. So yes. we can work together with people yeah. to help them with it because it is challenging. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's bringing up, I know for me, it's bringing up every little thing I'm having to deal with. <laughs> well, I'm definitely a fellow traveler on the path. <laughs> I mean, I've been I've been very fortunate in the path that I'm on mm-hmm. in acquiring the tools and having a curiosity to find out what actually works with helping, helping people really love themselves more, overcoming reactivity digesting anger so that it's not in the way and I do this all day every day with clients and then in my own life I see myself doing it myself I'm like oh no I didn't just do that and the only thing worse than oh no I didn't just do that is oh no I didn't just do that again you know that Mm -hmm. repetition of Mm -hmm. a pattern and a pattern repeats Mm -hmm. until it's resolved Mm -hmm. and I feel like the universe doesn't cause this to make us suffer Mm -hmm. it causes that to show us where our vulnerabilities are where our practice is and Mm -hmm. you know the book that i'm been writing forever and ever that's going to be published at some point (laughs) called the habit of happiness and the anatomy of inspiration teaches that happiness and love i think it's an interchangeable word is a skill Mm -hmm. that becomes a practice that then becomes a habit Mm-hmm. because I feel like the real skill is practical application. Mm-hmm. It's it's one thing to know all these things and to have all this knowledge and to teach these things. It's another thing 
when you're squeezed in the center of a challenge to apply that skill Mm -hmm. at that moment. And I feel like we do benefit from participating in a practice so that those skills become the habit. Mm -hmm. They become the default pattern Mm -hmm. instead of the old patterns that have been running us to really be able to lean into something new and different to pull out of the bag when we get squeezed in a particularly sore spot. And I know for me that relationships is the hot spot. You know, that's Mm -hmm. the container in which all of those energies come in most profoundly. Mm -hmm. And the seductions to go down to the lower self and and play the blame game and go into the polarization of the sexes mm-hmm. is is so prominent inside that container. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now at this point in our history, instead of going into the blame game or the polarization of, you know, masculine feminine energy, we have a real opportunity to honor and elevate ourselves Mm -hmm. and each other Mm -hmm. inside those triggered points to empower each other to rise up Mm -hmm. not push down or point the finger to blame or Mm -hmm. make someone else wrong for Mm -hmm. something that they're seeking to gather healing around anyway Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm excited in that holding the space Mm -hmm. to What I feel like the practice for me at this particular point is really being aware of keeping the energy field clean on my end of things. Yeah. So being hyper-vigilant for when my mind goes into negative thoughts or judgments about myself or about the other person to let them go and choose to refocus the thinking and the feeling states into what I admire, what Mm -hmm. I respect, Mm -hmm. what I can bow down to Mm -hmm. in the other and in myself Mm -hmm. and elevate the frequency sort of from that perspective. Mm -hmm. And it's not an easy. No. It's not an easy easy. practice. (laughs) It's not at all. It's actually really challenging, but (laughs) it's doable because we're doing it. We're doing it. Which is so exciting. So we're going to come back in a minute. Uh, this is Robin White Turtle Listney. The show is Evolve, and I'm with Michelle Bradshaw Conti, who is an intuitive and a teacher and has created life guides. And we'll be right back. Evolve, nurturing the new in consciousness, the arts, and culture, with your host, Robin White Turtle Lisney. Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. We are all in great need of sustainable ideas for change. Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of our times. Join us the third Thursday of the month at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Evolve. Hi, this is your host for Evolve, Robin White Turtle Listney, and I wanted to share with you a few of the other things that I do in the world beside the radio show. In addition, I'm an energy medicine practitioner in the Bay Area and across the country by phone, and I work uh, through East West Bookshop in Mountain View, California, so you can always find me there on Fridays. In addition, I have um, five books. Uh, Four of them are nonfiction, and one is a fiction book uh, that's actually based on facts called Poems for the Lost Deer. The other books are Heart Path, Heart Path Handbook, and prior to that, Sacred Living and Dancing Up the Moon. Um, My more recent books, Heart Path and Heart Path Handbook, uh, teach people self-love. And this is the foundation of my practice, that love does heal all things. You can find out more uh, about my work on my website, www.thecenterforthesoul.com. And uh, you can also check out the books on www.bluebonebooks.com. And now we'll go back to the show.
Hi, we're back. This is Robin White Turtle Listney. The show is Evolve. And I'm with Michelle Bradshaw Conti, who has been working with clients for over 20 years. She's a spiritual teacher, an intuitive guide, and a yoga teacher. And she does energy wellness. And uh, she's created the Life Guides Transformational Program which gives tools and technologies for creating profound and permanent change within the self. So welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. Nice to be back. Yeah. So we were talking uh, at the break about what are those negative emotions and also negative patterns that keep erupting over and over again that people need to pay attention to, especially when they get close to somebody. Mm-hmm. Because when they get close to somebody, you know, the old saying, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. But it also, what the contempt part is, is often brings up stuff in us. Because as love comes in, it plunges up all the other stuff. So let's talk about that. Because I feel like it's a really important piece of this. Uh, in order to claim the divine masculine and feminine, we have to recognize that we have a lower self, a lower lower feminine masculine that need to be plunged out a little bit and looked at and picked, you know, kind of weeded through, so to speak. So we talked about fear and anger and some of those things and the victim perpetrator. Where do you want to start? <laughs> okay, I'm glad you asked that because in the process of writing my book, I discovered that when we lose our mind... Um, we do so in a very predictable way, not random and not chaotic. And it goes in alignment with the chakras. So from that, I created my archetypes, my happiness or my love archetypes. And each archetype has a predictable negative mental pattern Mm -hmm. and a predictable negative emotional pattern Mm -hmm. that when met with certain tools can transform into their opposite positive possibility. So starting from the root chakra in the first chakra, the negative mental pattern is I'm not safe, Mm. I'm not supported, I'm not stable. The negative emotional energy is anger and irritation and agitation. So when the mental patterns are transformed with awareness, with an antidote, And with practice, it becomes an affirmation of I am safe, I'm strong, I'm stable. And the anger, when met with awareness, breath, and compassion, transforms into courage and compassion for the self. Mm -hmm. In the second chakra, the second chakra is the territory of a mental lower aspect that says I'm alone and disconnected and disassociated and that transforms into you are always connected you're always connected to your higher self and the higher self of the universe and the emotion of the second chakra is fear and when that is met with awareness breath and compassion that transforms into wisdom Mm -hmm. in the third chakra the negative inner dialogue is i'm not enough i'm not worthy Mm -hmm. i don't deserve to have which in its opposite positive possibility is you are perfectly loved and lovable just as you are. Mm -hmm. And the emotion in the third chakra is anxiety. When anxiety is met with awareness, breath, and compassion, it automatically integrates into peace and equanimity. Mm -hmm. In the heart chakra, the negative dialogue is I'm not lovable, which transforms into you are free to fully give and receive love Mm -hmm. and the emotion is grief when it's met with those tools it becomes unconditional love Mm -hmm. in the throat chakra the fear conversation is um, the belief in lies and illusions and misperceptions it transforms into truth Mm -hmm. Um, the fifth chakra is very interesting because it's the place in the body where fear transmutes into love it's where we hold our control issues so when we integrate fully in that part of the body we understand letting go and we understand surrender and we understand the wisdom of how to do that 
in the sixth chakra, the negative dialogue is, I don't know, I don't understand, I'm confused. That transforms into, I am clear, I have wisdom, I can trust myself. Um, and then in the seventh chakra, we've got a sense of disconnection or, or disassociation from divine energy, which can transform into faith and into trust. So there are very an openness and openness and yeah, openness uh, receiving yeah. the divine energy. Yeah. yeah. So it's been very interesting in my seat, you know, um, with my clients to see this structure mm-hmm. come to life. Right. As people talk about their difficulties and their challenges, I will say to them, So how does that how does that hit you? Where does that land? How does that make you feel? Right. And it's predictable. That right. people will land in one of those yeah. inner conversations. And that's a pattern that is a trap mm-hmm. that keeps people in the lower aspect of themselves, mm-hmm. the lower mind. So when there's an understanding of that, mm-hmm. there's a capacity and an ability to let it go mm-hmm. and know that it's not really what's true. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also helpful in this conversation to understand how these patterns get set up in the first place. Mm-hmm. Usually they're rooted in an experience of trauma mm-hmm. where we felt energetically and emotionally overwhelmed. So in order to cope with that experience, we didn't breathe fully because we didn't breathe fully, we didn't feel fully, then we could survive that experience. Mm-hmm. And the mind came in to create a perception mm-hmm. that is intended for us to make sense out of something that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And it sets up the root of a pattern that we lean into when we come across challenges that have a similar resonance or a similar vibration to the original challenge, Mm. but that then becomes a lens that we look through, becomes an expectation that we have, and it becomes a creation that we participate in. Right. Until we don't. Right. Until Until we we choose. Until we (laughs) see see. it. (laughs) See it. Choose it. You know, choose not to go there. I mean, mean, all of this implies that we have to have an observer in Mm -hmm. place within ourselves that's strong enough to witness those emotions that come up, especially, and then and get to the belief systems. And we can't always do this by ourselves. It's I mean, true. I think we need it. We need friends. We need sometimes teachers, helpers, yeah. teachers like ourselves to help other people through it. Because we're learning. I mean, the way I always get stuff is I go through it first, and then I yeah. end up with ten clients that need <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> it's the same. So well, I feel like for me, what happens most of the time for for people to present in front of me is that they've got so fed up right. of the repetition right. of the same old thing. Right. They arrive at my table and they're like, something's going on. Right. There's something that I'm doing. This has happened before. Right. It's the same old feeling. I'm so I so fed up with it. Right. I don't want to have to have it happen again. Right. So I think that's the starting point. Right. There's a tipping point, I feel like, that we get to where we know there's something happening here that's not really present time. There's something mm-hmm. that's come from before, mm-hmm. and I'm so over it. I need something different. And from that place, we're receptive and open to, mm-hmm. you know, points of view and, and tools and mm-hmm. practices that help us out of the particular hole that we've been stuck in right. or circulating around. And mm-hmm. we really want... We want a hand out right. um, of that suffering and right. out of that pain. And the good news is there are hands out yes. and there are tools yeah. and practices do work mm-hmm. when they're applied. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, not, it's not automatic that we want to apply the practices when we need them. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's such an interesting dichotomy that we desperately want the help and we reach out for tools that can help us, but then we're not applying them when we need them, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like um, that's why I'm so um, committed to the yoga practice because it brings the practice into the physical mm-hmm. body. And when we acquire something within our physical system, 
it seems that it's more ingrained. Well, yeah, and I, I think that these things come up as as physical ailments, yes. like lower back yes. pain or yeah. a gut feeling like you got punched in the stomach or, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, feeling like your root chakra is, you know, squeezing financially like things are squeezing you. All of those things are symptoms of our own consciousness that needs to expand and needs to open up. And when we we have that uh, insight enough to witness that, witness that in ourselves, like, oh, there's a, you know, hand around my root chakra right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what is, whose hand is that? Well, I guess it's mine because <laughs> can I take this in? Can I expand? Um, and it's interesting because I just went to a talk on uh, Friday night with someone that was, it was a thing on relationships, and their affirmations were, I'm enough, I'm safe, mm-hmm. um, I'm loved, uh, I'm lovable. Yes. You know, so the, the, the similar um, affirmations are coming up yeah. in, in the same, especially the lower three chakras. Yes. So that's usually where we contract, yeah. is in our power, in our sexuality, and in our foundation. I think know? another thing that's been an interesting surprise for me in doing this discovery of this work is that the the pain point, the vulnerable point, is actually the place of greatest strength mm-hmm. when it is met successfully and yeah. it does transmute. The gold is in there. Yeah. And I've seen, you know, clients transform from a vulnerable third chakra in a conversation of not being worthy and not being enough and having their power compromised and their confidence compromised Mm -hmm. fly Mm -hmm. to the absolute opposite expression of themselves. And you'd see them walk in a room and you would never know that they ever had that conversation going on at all because it's not embodied anymore. And and it, it really is in that demonstration, that choice of that demonstration Mm-hmm. to the universe that I can meet this and I can I can um, illuminate these illusions completely out of existence so that mm-hmm. I can find that pot of gold mm-hmm. that's in there. That's the whole alchemical process. Right. That it really becomes the greatest place of strength for mm-hmm. that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's important that we know that. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's not, there's no shame in you know having a vulnerability mm-hmm. vulnerability is such an interesting topic especially in oh, relationship, yeah. oh, relationship yeah. because Absolutely. vulnerability on its own is the greatest strength we love vulnerability in others we love mm. to see someone let the walls come down and mm. show their heart and it connects us Right. But we don't want to do it ourselves. We're like, right. oh, no, they can be vulnerable, but I don't want to well, I'm not going there. Forget <laughs> I'm about it. I'm not going there. I might get killed if I'm too vulnerable like that. But it's really the place to go, especially in in an exchange of romantic relationship, yeah. which is a whole other topic. You know, this is what we've been talking about is our relationship with ourselves and how we can really transmute those inner energies when we're in a dynamic exchange in relationship with someone else, then mm. then vulnerability has a whole other quality to it. Yes. That um, it's a very tender spot, and it's a tender spot because it's a powerful spot. Yeah. And if we can allow ourselves to let the defenses go and really just shine from that mm-hmm. place, then we get the connection mm-hmm. that we're really seeking. You know, in in terms of the chakras, the second chakra is is where we seek connection mm-hmm. and I really do feel like that is the experience that is most desired and most elusive mm-hmm. to um, so far mm-hmm. on the journey you know through humanity that might be where this edge is really sort of opening up in mm-hmm. the divine masculine feminine where we can have that inner sense of connection mm-hmm. and that outer experience of connection that is vulnerable and undefended and truthful and expansive, mm-hmm. allowing us to be fully ourselves, mm-hmm. which is really what the soul is seeking is an experience of itself and well, expression. Let, let's come back and talk about that um, after a little break because I think that idea 
-hmm. it's not just an idea, but it is what the soul is seeking. Mm -hmm. This is what the divine Mm -hmm. masculine and feminine can hold, Mm -hmm. is what we all want, Mm -hmm. which is to be recognized, to to be loved, and to be loved for who we are. So I think we're all seeking unconditional love, and how do we... How do we get there? So that's going to be our conversation. With that's that. great. <laughs> okay, so I'm waiting for you to tell me the answer. <laughs> <laughs> the time is flying here. So yes. I'm with Michelle Bradshaw Conti, and she's a spiritual teacher, intuitive guide, yoga teacher, and energy wellness expert. And Michelle's been working in transformational work through her life guides process uh, for um, developing that over the last 20 years. And we'll be right back. Evolve, nurturing the new in consciousness, the arts, and culture, with your host, Robin White Turtle Lisney. Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change, opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. We are all in great need of sustainable ideas for change. Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of our times. Join us the third Thursday of the month at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Evolve. Hi, we're back. This is Robin White Turtle Listney. The show is Evolve, and I'm with Michelle Bradshaw Conti, who is a spiritual teacher, intuitive guide, yoga teacher, and energy wellness expert. She's developed the Life Guides transformational process, which uh, she's been working in, to develop over the last um, many years. Uh, she's been working with clients for over 20 years, and uh, she has an educational kind of approach to this work that you've been doing because really we do have to understand what are those patterns? Mm -hmm. What are those vulnerabilities? What are those messages? And at the break we were talking about, and what is this new relationship of divine masculine feminine that's trying to emerge? How do we move in that? How do we work with that? And I think we've been talking about that the whole show, but, but I also feel like there's, we have to go a little deeper here, broader. How do we recognize when we're in those patterns? Um, and that's kind of where we were moving, I think. Um, also, like, how do those patterns affect us? The old patterns of, you know, control and um, uh, suppression and <laughs> all those things, the negative patterns of the patriarchal patterns, just have to go out the window. But they're not easily dug up. They're not easily erupted. I find very often in working with clients, I'll say, you know, there are three spiritual laws to intimacy. First of all, communicating truth in the moment. This is how I feel in this moment. Um, Second of all, vulnerability, letting the walls come down. So there's no barrier. There's no separation between your heart and my heart. And then third of all, confession which is owning the fear and expressing the fear and giving it a reality mm-hmm. in the space. And, and yes, we, that piece is educational and that piece is archetypal. Um, but I also find in working with clients, they'll say, yeah, I know, I do want to be vulnerable, but I'm not quite sure like, how I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. What does that actually mean? So I find I'm actually dialoguing with people in helping them get to that, inner space inside that has not maybe yet had a voice or not maybe yet had its way to communicate through mm-hmm. like and I, and I go through a process where I'm saying well what do, what is the real need there what do you, what are you really feeling are you feeling like you um, want to have more acknowledgement you want to have more appreciation yes yes I want to have that so how how are you model with me how are you going to ask for that i want more appreciation <laughs> so that's not necessarily the way to get there i mean mm-hmm. i feel like there's a, a 
digging deeper within the self that we need to get to to get to the kernel of what it is so it's more like I have felt that I'm misunderstood when I'm communicating to you that I'm not liking this or this and, and you react in that way and I'm, I'm really wanting to say to you that I want to be closer to you mm-hmm. I love and appreciate our affection and I want more of that affection and what is what can I do to facilitate us having more of that experience so it's not it's not a it's not a heady exchange I don't know if I'm demonstrating that exactly accurately or in a way that that can translate um well if you were if you were in a session working with someone yeah you know it could be a dialogue but the actual work Mm. is their work yes going deeper in self-reflection so then what is it they actually want well Mm. uh, so much of what we actually want is to be able to be ourselves fully with the other person, to be honest with them, like you said, these three principles. Mm-hmm. We want to be completely honest, and we want to be able to confess our deepest desires. And we also want to be able to um, expose ourselves to the other person without criticism, judgment, or um, someone you know saying, well, you know, you can't do that, you know. Like, yeah, I can do that. And it's okay to to be who I am. It's okay to be, you know, gay, straight, lesbian. Uh, you know, it's okay to be transgender. It's okay to be all the different expressions of sexuality. But then it's also okay to be fully creative and artistic and, um, uh, it, it, you know, expose exposing the creative force that is there to me is like kind of a wonderful a wonderful thing to be able to have that kind of come to life too in relationships so uh, it you know it, relationships are so complex because we're not just bringing you know Robin or Michelle or John or Mary to the to this relationship we're bringing all of those children that we have been all the people we have been through time and we've been all those past lives that we've been too, mm-hmm. because sometimes when an emotion is so big, and I find this often with people, it isn't about just this lifetime. It's mm. it's hangover from mm. another time mm. when we were embodied and we had a place that has stayed back there to kind of figure out what happened traumatically in that event. And part of the work that I know I love to do is to help people bring that forward. Mm. so that they can do the transformational work to allow that being that they were to step into the now. Mm. And so we're bringing all of who we are to the table. Mm-hmm. And I think relationships bring that up. They you know, do. they really bring that up because it, our biggest fears of being abandoned and all this stuff come up. And, and we have to address them and say, okay, well, can we heal the abandonment? That's a new approach. Can we heal the abandonment instead of going back in there every time that somebody leaves? Well, having it be judged, you know, it brings me back to the archetypes that Mm -hmm. I created. Let's say, for example, the first chakra archetype is of the chief. And each archetype has positive qualities because when the first chakra is met and integrated, it's stable, it's strong, it's it's powerful, it's Mm -hmm. confident. But when it's not... It's angry, and it's unstable. And I know my vulnerability inside a romantic exchange, my default pattern of where I go when I feel unseen, unmet, or unloved, I go to anger and Mm. agitation and irritation. And here comes up this gremlin of anger (laughs) that's I'm like, oh, no, here she is. Here it is again. And, And what I don't want is for that to be judged and for that to be assumed that that's who I am. Oh, mm-hmm. you're angry. Mm-hmm. I don't... Or you're such an angry yes, person an to angry be labeled. And, labeled and I'm like a spiritual that. healer, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not allowed at all, you know, and it's certainly not allowed of women and it's certainly yeah. not allowed in a romantic exchange, but there it is. Yeah. There it is, this aspect right. that is rejected and yeah. judged and not 
met and mm-hmm. not integrated. And if there's a deeper understanding on the part of the individual mm-hmm. and on the part of their partner, ah, mm-hmm. uh, here's that part of you mm-hmm. that needs more love. Mm-hmm. It needs to be seen and integrated and accepted in a way that doesn't give it permission to act out, mm-hmm. doesn't give it permission to the tail wag the dog, but it gives it permission to be included and integrated with the wholeness mm-hmm. of who you are, which is also this loving, kind, capable, creative being mm-hmm. that has this part that's seeking to be integrated in and no longer polarized or rejected or not a part of the deal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. some people might say, well, I didn't sign up for that. Mm-hmm. I don't want that in this agreement. <laughs> I don't have that as part of the deal, but it mm-hmm. is part of the deal. It is part of it the deal. It is part I of mean, the deal, the shadow side, yeah, you right. know, the inner child and right. the, the wounded places. I think if we could create a legitimate format and a legitimate way to have that be managed mm-hmm. and, and not be surprised by it. Right. Because it's actually very predictable. We're very predictable in our patterns and what they're constructed of mm-hmm. and having more awareness of that and having more ownership of that and having more acceptance of that, which is not the same as giving it permission to rule the roost, mm-hmm. but having it having it be integrated in to the wholeness of who someone is mm-hmm. and to for both partners mm-hmm. to participate with each other in a way that empowers them through that lower aspect to its highest possibility. I feel like that may be the game in town. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. could be the game mm-hmm. of the the new relationship paradigm. And I'm holding the space for the vision of that possibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think it's an incredible opportunity that we have right now to really, um, because as you were saying uh, a little earlier off um, off tape, um, you know, we're coming into a time when we can find that soulmate that mm. can reflect that. Mm. We are finding those beings that can bring to us their wholeness so that we can be in a, a whole relationship where each of us are responsible for the relationship. Mm-hmm. Each of us are um, dynamically supporting relationship uh, through our own inner reflection. And so that is really exciting because we're at a new point. I mean, you know, I know my parents came out of a, a model where my dad was the breadwinner and my mom was the mom. And she stayed home with the kids and he was out there making the money. And they had a home together and they each completed a whole person. And here they had all these kids born in the 60s, or 50s and 60s, who now, you know, have to be integrating their own masculine feminine within themselves in order to be with someone else who's also integrated it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very exciting time because um, we have been struggling to do that, I think, for the last 30, 40 years. And now we're at a point where we can actually move into that relationship of the divine feminine masculine in a way where we uh, we can actually actualize that. And what a gift, you know, how it sounds rare, but I don't think it's rare. I mean, I think we can, as we all start working this in our relationships, we can bring in that new experience. We can bring it in so that we're fully integrating the divine embodied and that, to me, is what the New Age is about. That's, to me, what we are here to do. Don't you think so? Well, from your lips to God's ears, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah. I feel like um, I, I would not have done well in that 50s dynamic. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm a co-creator in partnership of open, expansive exchange mm-hmm. of energy, and that's what I'm 
signing up for. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my agreement. Mm-hmm. So I'm here to fulfill my agreement. I'm here to be utilized, mm-hmm. to be of service, mm-hmm. to do that for others and mm-hmm. support those who also may be interested in doing that in their own lives. Mm-hmm. I'll be a fellow traveler on the path and I'll share my gifts and um, do the best that we can to, mm-hmm. to get us there. Yeah, That's I hear you. what we're here to do. Yeah. So let's talk about, uh, we're going to take a little break and come back and in the next segment maybe we can talk about what that looks like like what is the path what what are what are we talking about Mm. as a total being uh because it is it is like a new journey Mm. it's like how does this look it's kind of like being dropped in the middle of a jungle and we don't kind of know how to function there but we're learning yes so we can talk more about the tools and how we do Mm -hmm. how we get there (laughs) okay so i'm speaking with michelle bradshaw conti who is a spiritual teacher, and she's an intuitive guide and yoga teacher, and she's developed uh, the Life Guides Transformational Program, which gives tools and technologies for creating profound personal change. And we'll be right back. This is Robin White Turtle Disney, and the show is Evolve. back this is robin white turtle listening and we're uh listening you're listening to evolve the radio show that talks about transformation and i'm with michelle bradshaw conti who is a spiritual teacher and wellness expert intuitive guide and yoga teacher she's developed the life guides transformational program which provides tools and technology for creating profound and permanent change within people uh, and she does this through education and intuitive insight, and uh, she can help you arrive at a deeper understanding of how transformation happens in people's lives. So welcome back. Thank you. Nice yeah. to be back. Yeah, yeah. So at last we were, uh, right before the break, we were talking about um, being dropped in the jungle of this yes. new world of creating masculine feminine divine relationships and you know part part of what i know for myself is i don't see negative emotions as being bad i see them as being useful and informative and i know we work differently but we also we bring to it we're doing the same work but in really different ways so I'll just throw that out there and see what do you feel about that? I mean, do you have the same perception or do you see negative emotions differently or? Well, I feel like it goes back to what I was talking about, the three steps to meeting those energies in a way that assists them Mm -hmm. to their highest possibility. I think that they are informative. I think that they do let us know that something needs to be attended to. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that they need to be indulged in. I don't think that they need to be um, ruling the roost, as I say. So, yes, we need to increase our awareness Mm -hmm. and our relationship to the negative energies that are residing in a certain place within our system and relate to them in a way that assists them 
to in that transmutation process and mm-hmm. for the emotions I feel like the tools or the skills that we can practice most effectively are awareness breath and compassion to really be present with mm-hmm. and abide with our heartbreak mm-hmm. or our anxiety mm-hmm. in a way that allows them to be integrated all feelings fully met and integrated transform into their opposite positive possibility then our frequency rises up and so i i've developed my tools the the technology that i've developed utilizes the wisdom of both how to transform fear-based consciousness into love-based consciousness and how to raise a negative emotional vibration into its opposite positive possibility and i do guided meditations and i do breathing practices and i do yoga practices and i'm creating online programs to support people who can't get to a workshop who mm-hmm. can't get to a class to also be able to benefit from this technology mm-hmm. that can actually liberate them from a negative pattern that's had a hold of them maybe their whole lifetime mm-hmm. and they don't know the way out right they want a way out but they don't know how to get out right right so i know when i'm working with people um, I bring everything to the outside of the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I help people construct their heart garden inside themselves where they feel safe, where they feel um, compassionate with themselves. And sometimes the first level of this work is to get their inner selves, their feminine, their masculine, their, their high self, their child, their animals, to get them in harmony. That's mm-hmm. usually the first step. And then the second step is to bring whatever negative emotions or negative realities um, are outside the garden so we can take a look. So we we literally establish a Garden of Eden within mm. the self, but not in an idealized way. It's in a very real way. It's like, you know, what is the feminine feeling about the masculine? You know, like, well, he's kind of a lazy guy, you know, like, <laughs> so we get real honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Or how about the masculine? What, you know, what does he feel about the feminine? Well, she's kind of weak and she doesn't tell me anything. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, how can we change that? Can she commit to speaking up more? Mm-hmm. You know, so we start with baby steps like that. And then bringing the outside to the outside of the garden, uh, I like to bring the parts of ourselves that are, um, not feeling connected or feeling separate. Mm. So where I focus, like to focus, is on separation. What aspects are separate? Mm. And how can we integrate those aspects that feel separate? So it's actually kind of paradoxical because we start with separating the different mm. parts of consciousness so we can have a conversation. Mm. But then we can integrate the aspects that are feeling disenfranchised and bring them into the heart garden. So the process really works to help transformation with the negative belief systems that you were addressing and the transformational components of, Mm. you know, I am loved, I am, Mm. you know, supported, I am safe. Actually starting with safety so that people feel the safety um, in the heart garden. And it brings inner peace, which is just so remarkable to me. Yeah. I mean, because this work does bring inner peace. And I'm sure the work you're doing does the same thing because we're doing the same work. We're just doing it in different forms. Yes. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in liberating people from habitual patterns. And I know mm-hmm. through my training as a hypnotherapist what it takes to establish new habits and new patterns. And that's really a process of transforming the physiology of the brain. And mm-hmm. what we need in order for there to be new patterns established, there are certain simple things that need to be present, like a, a state of relaxation, mm-hmm. an experience of repetition. Mm-hmm. And that's why the guided meditations are important, because we really want to establish the dendrites coming together in the brain and creating new trenches that are encoded with new perceptions and beliefs and ideas that are more aligned with who we are in our essential nature Mm -hmm. the out of that wounded misperception that was created at a time of trauma and they're expanded into the truth of who we are in our innocence and Mm -hmm. in our purity Mm -hmm. and coming back to that expanded space 
within our consciousness so that we are, that's our habit, that's our habitual pattern to come from that expanded space, then we're set up to be more successful in this experience of supporting both ourselves and others to realize the highest possibility. We're Mm -hmm. holding the highest vision for ourselves, we're holding the highest vision for others, and then we can navigate towards that. And it's not to say that it's wrong or bad to be angry if someone offends you or someone affronts you Mm -hmm. or that anger is a bad thing, but we can't allow it to be indulged in. Right. And to be habituated right. as an agreement that we're going to abide in this experience that is is not supportive mm-hmm. of us really realizing our highest potential. So the tools are really, my tools are focused on those ingrained habitual patterns that we reincarnate with over and over again mm-hmm. until we don't. A pattern right. repeats until it's resolved. And the technology that I've created is really interested in finding that resolution. Right. Finding that resolution that we can participate in so that once we've established that inner space of possibility, we can then change our behaviors Mm -hmm. so that we align with our highest self. Right. Because we may not be there yet. Right. You know, I mean, we might not be that yet. Well, another part of ourselves yes. may not be there. Yes. But the right. part that can be observant and witness yes. and and know that, you know, it all comes back to love. Mm-hmm. I mean, it all comes back to being loving of ourselves mm-hmm. and the other. Yes. You know, like, uh, I know I have a new relationship right now and trying to figure out where we're going. It isn't important right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, just love him. Just love, be in that love place. That's it. It's really simple. We could and maybe our celebrate minds, too. yeah, <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> yeah, let's celebrate that. So, uh, but but allowing for that to to just be mm. and not try to label it or get it too concretized or well, mm. you know, when are we moving in? <laughs> like mm. not doing any of that, but just being with it where it is. And uh, loving the being together, and that's it. Well, you and know, also it's... being real that things are predictable. Yeah. You know, we've been around the block before, and we know yeah. that at certain points we're not going to be in the highest state of grace. Right. Where we're going to feel agitated. We're going to feel frustrated. We're going to want it to be something different. Mm-hmm. And if we can meet that with our expanded awareness of, oh, here I am doing it. I'm getting seduced into my pattern. I'm getting seduced into my lower self and not judge that as wrong or Mm -hmm. we shouldn't or we can't do that, but to judge it and see it Mm -hmm. for what it actually is, Mm -hmm. that it doesn't have to be followed and indulged in. Mm -hmm. I think there is a difference between um, awareness and indulgence. And I think that that's a really important skill to to acquire and know the difference between those two places. Right, right. Because I do feel... Well, they're very different. I mean, mm. indulgence is moving back into a pattern yes. and kind of masturbating living from it. it. Living from <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. Living from it. Yeah. And, you know, being witness to something is seeing it and mm-hmm. allowing ourselves to be in that peaceful place while we witness our the other part of ourselves going crazy. Uh, you know, going a little in the crazy. predictable ways in the that predictable we go. Ways <laughs> that we go crazy. That we will go crazy yeah. again. But the, I think that the brilliance is when you're aware of it and you have tools and practices, you don't have to be crazy for very long. No. You get out of it go, much faster. You recognize it and then you switch and you say, oh, there it is again. And I can be with that part of me that's freaking out or not knowing what's going on, wants more predictability. And at the same time, then I can step back and say, okay, let's just breathe into the love and embrace that mm-hmm. insecure part that can then come into the love within ourselves, which actually has nothing to do with the other person. It's mm. about our dance. It always comes back to mm. our dance with ourselves. So at some point we must be ready for that new thing to emerge or, yeah. you know, or it wouldn't, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. So, and yeah. celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The celebrating piece. That's, yes. That's very important. <laughs> so we've been talking with Michelle Bradshaw-Conti. And I'm so delighted that we can have this conversation because 
actually, we're doing mm-hmm. programs. We're going to do a program yes. uh, at East West, and you're going to be doing one coming up here yes. in this week, right? On Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. and uh, and then aren't you doing a follow up? Yes, I'm doing a workshop on the Wednesday, and the no, I'm doing a talk on the Wednesday, and the actual yoga practice on the Thursday for occupying the love frequency, uh-huh. which is about applying what we've been talking about. How do we meet these lower parts of mm-hmm. the self and assist them mm-hmm. in rising up to their opposite positive possibility. And that's on the, the 15th and 16th of this yes. month. Yes. yes. Today's the 14th yes. of February 14th. Happy yes. Valentine's Day, everybody. Yes, love day. So you're going to be doing tomorrow and the next day. Yes. So that's terrific. And that's at East West. And you can find out more about eastwest.com, which is uh, East West Bookshop in Mountain View, California. And then you and I are doing a program in June. Yes. And so that program is going to be happening, I think it's the, the end of June or middle of June, isn't it? Some 16, 17, something like that. Mm. Maybe it's at the end of June. Anyway, you can look at the East West website when they have it posted. Yes. <laughs> and we'll be talking about Divine Masculine and Feminine. We'll be doing a program on exactly this. So we look forward to having you there. I'm excited. I am too. I'm ready. So. Yeah, (laughs) we're ready. We're ready. (laughs) So again, I've been with Michelle Bradshaw-Conti, who's a spiritual teacher, intuitive guide, yoga teacher, and energy wellness expert who's developed Life Guides, a transformational program. And uh, thank you so much, Michelle, for being here. Thank you, Robin. It was so nice to be here. I loved our conversation. I did, too. Yeah. So this is Robin White Turtle Lisney, and the show is evolved. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Carousella. Please join us next time for Evolve with Robin White Turtle Lisney, Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m.